Okay. I, I, maybe I should start with something like this. I'll say, hey guys, this is Rob. Uh, and welcome to question number 37. Does life happen in act two? And it's cheesy. Oh man, it, I, ugh, I hate the way these words taste coming out of my mouth saying trigger warning. But out of respect to anyone that is tuning in, that's used to these podcast episodes, if you've been joining us on a regular basis, you've come to, uh, I don't know, there's like a certain level of positivity and fun in these intros and then the conversations, even though they go deep sometimes. That said, here's the deal. Um, the nature of what I do for a living means that myself and especially someone like Sarah, who uh, is gracious enough to sit in and do these um, podcast intros, uh, the nature of our lives tends to be a little bit more public and so had to be very intentional about respect be respecting the privacy of some of the other things in our lives. So I can't give you the full context of the scenario that I'm going to drop you into the middle of in regards to the intro of this podcast. But I'll paint you a picture. I had recorded this conversation with Josh Olson a few weeks back, and it was scheduled to release uh, today, Tuesday, uh, when you're listening to it right now. And so... Sarah and I sat down to record the intro to it, and just as we're beginning to do our typical thing here with intros, uh, we were interrupted by a phone call uh, giving us news that we've been waiting on for about a week. The reason why I haven't put out one of these podcasts in the past couple weeks, the reason I've I've taken a couple weeks off, is because we've been dealing with some heavy stuff, but uh, it's tough. It's been a tough couple of weeks. That said, uh, this intro uh, that I recorded with Sarah is not one of our most happy ones. It's real. I'm leaving it in there because I think it's important to be real. And this is my damn podcast, and I'm making up the rules. So it gets a little emotional, and I don't look cool. (laughs) (laughs) That said, let's play the really positive rockin' theme song. Just skip over a few minutes in my conversation with Josh. If you would just want some positive, uplifting, fun conversation, that was a great combo. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. might not be the time to do this, but it can get done today. Okay. No, I'll tie it in. Here's the deal. Well, don't tie it in. No, I'm not tying it. I mean, I'll tie in. I'll just wrap up the podcast. Okay. (laughs) All right. Fuck me. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I always intro these podcasts. I'm just going to say it like this. My name's Rob. If you're listening for the first time, I don't always start a podcast crying because <laughs> I'm going to leave this in here. Um, I'm leaving this in here because... 
Drink some beer. A gratuitous, gratuitous uh, sip of Guinness. Mm. Tastes, like, Tastes like most milk. Oh, you're great. <laughs> Five stars only. Um, I'm leaving this in here because I do feel like I ask a lot of the people that I interview to be real and open. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I just only put stuff in that made me look cool. Then you'd be bullshitting. I'd be bullshitting. I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not sad. That's good news. Mm-hmm. It's good news. Um, um, the call you just got with family stuff, we're not going to say. It's good news, but I'm just, it makes me sad because it just makes me think of like the pointlessness of like so many other things in life. Mm-hmm. You know? Not, I'm not crying because of being sad because that news that you just got is awesome. That's great news. Mm-hmm. I'm crying because of these moments in life where you get glimpses of what really matters, right? Mm-hmm. I waste so much time focusing on dumb shit. Why am I doing this? Because this is all there is. Yeah, I guess so. It's small, but it's all there is. But it does help put into perspective. You're like, oh, I felt off today. <laughs> yeah. I just felt kind of ugh. Ugh, I don't know. I'm not feeling crazy. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> but you're not dying, so that's positive. Yeah. It puts things into perspective. Yeah. It doesn't make them pointless. It's just so fucking dumb that we get hung up on stuff. I know. When we're, you and I are two people who found each other in a world where people are wandering around looking for someone to connect with. We yeah. found each other. Yeah. We're happy and healthy. We have a beautiful home that we love. Yeah. We love our friends. We love our life together. We get to travel. We love our cats. We're very fortunate to have all those things. Yeah. I don't know. It's just making me realize how much bullshit we, we say to people who are grieving or going through something meaning well. Yeah. How much bullshit we say to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep talking and eventually you'll talk it out and you'll be back to yeah, normal. Um, okay, so for the past 10 years, I've been traveling as... A, what do world, I do? I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director, and this is my podcast where I sit down with people that I find interesting uh, to try and get past what it is they do and find out who they are and why they do it and what I can learn from them. Now, here's the deal. The reason I'm going to leave this in here is because it ties in to this conversation. Um, usually I say something like, this is the most interactive podcast in the history of the world. I'm joined, as always, with my wife, my friend, my... Candle in the dark. I just look at the things around me. <laughs> what can there's you see un- right now? Un- a candle. candle. Oh, sweet. So we have a kind of the deal I do every week. But this week's a little different. Um, I reached out to my friend, Josh Olson. I've known Josh for years. He was one of the first people I met at uh, the university I studied in Minneapolis, going there for school. I was studying music. He was studying music. And uh, also, I found out even in this conversation that he graduated with a communications degree, which I didn't know, Hmm. which is cool. He works with Jordan Walker at Narrate Films. And I have partnered with Narrate Films for multiple things to come here in the future with the podcast uh, that I'll announce at a later date. But also, they took the photos for all the press stuff for this podcast. So if you pull up on iTunes, you see the photo right there. That is Narrate Films. And I'm so proud... uh, to partner with them. That said, I'm so thankful we don't have to deal with partners or sponsors or anything like that. <laughs> or else I'd have to tell you that, hold on. I'm See, I'm stumbling over my words. I need to take a real quick sip of Guinness. Uh, I would feel compelled to tell you that Guinness is the greatest beer known to me. Mm-hmm. I've been fascinated for years with this thought of story. What makes a good story? I believe that everything we do in life is about 
telling a story. Life is all about living a good story. If you are creating something, it's about telling a good story. I'm constantly talking with the musicians and artists I work with about, you know, you you write a song, it's all about the story and the feeling you're conveying. If you're if I am partnering with an artist to help them create a concert or a show for a tour, one of the first things I do when sitting down in pre-production is ask them what is the story we are trying to tell in this evening? What's the story of the night? When people walk away, what is the arc of the evening that you want to convey with them? So I was going to sit down with Josh because he is the master of storytelling with everything uh, Narrate Films does. He does a ton of commercial work with Narrate Films. uh, I know Red Wing hired them out and they did a bunch of stuff with them. Josh is the go-to within the company to make sure the narrative, he's the director of any of the video stuff they do, but he's also the the pro when it comes to making sure that everything they do tells a story mm-hmm. and making sure it's all cohesive. So I contacted Josh, I said, "Listen, man, I want to sit down. I've got this podcast. I want to be a better storyteller." We were going to sit down and have this conversation, but then I thought, "Hey, what if I just recorded this conversation, or at least part of it, and put used it in the podcast? And what was fascinating is we ended up talking about more than just crafting a story, but we ended up talking about life. What does it mean to live a good life? What's the point of life in a world where I'm like, I'm, I'm very goal-oriented. What's the next thing I'm doing? What's the next project I'm working on, whatever. But it's we dove into this, po- I don't want to give it away, but we end up talking about... Let me tell you everything. Let me tell you everything we talked about. Uh, that is a thing you tend to do. I've I know. How, the reason but you're going on with it. You're doing it. I know, it. but the thing no, is... No, it's fine. I know. The thing is, and the reason I'm leaving this in here, is because this it's this thought that maybe life isn't about the the end game, getting to the end game. Life is about all those in-between moments, right? Well, yeah. It's all about the middle. He said a quote. And, oh, man. I am. You're totally right. I am giving it away. But he said this quote that turned it all on its head that said, uh, people go to movies to see the conflict, the act two that we dive into. And I thought, I couldn't help but think, man, I don't know. So you just got that call and here we are sitting down recording a podcast intro and I just am thinking that these things I want to put out and these things we do and we put so much emphasis on when puts up against things that actually matter in life, it just points out how pointless it is. But maybe not pointless. Well, maybe not pointless, but it takes the things that we thought were big and makes you realize, oh, that's actually pretty small. Yeah. But like I was saying earlier, life is literally made up of a bunch of tiny things. So that doesn't, they don't lose their value when held up against something big. It yeah. just helps you gain perspective. Yeah. This conversation, I mean, this just sounds so cheesy to tie this into it, but. Don't yeah. let me in. You're the cheesy one. <laughs> Yes, it just is. Yeah, so maybe I'll leave this in. Doesn't make me look cool, and I promise every intro to this is not as emotional as this one. But just a reminder that it's the in-between moments. I hope wherever you're at, that you're able to appreciate the moment and the now and the people you're with. All right, here's my conversation with Josh.
from us, like hanging out in the past, I guess I know what you do for a living. Mm. Kind of. <laughs> I feel like all these conversations I've had with friends make me realize I don't know what my friends actually do. Right. Because there's so many like subtleties. Me neither. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But so, okay, <laughs> I don't know what I do. <laughs> all right, someone wakes you up in the middle of the night, it's three in the morning. Yeah. Baby's sleeping in the other room. Emily's right there. Someone's shaking you and says, Josh, what do you do for a living? Yeah. What would you say? Yeah, like, I direct videos, man. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just love, I love the thought of you, like, waking up in the middle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Leave me alone. You're, you're, <laughs> I, I direct videos, dude. I direct videos, man. You, uh, but you're also, like, the mo one of the most chill people I know. And so you wake up in the middle of the night and someone's shaking you, an intruder in your home. You're like, man. I just direct videos, man, and you're so chill about it. You're like, I don't know. Why, do you, why does everything have to be so cut and dry? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love so much about the process. Yeah. I mean, I have learning about who I am. I mean, every like filmmaker is on this journey of being behind a camera or writing a story. Yes. And it, like, you want to do it all. Like, yeah. it's so fun to do every part of it. Yeah. I think learning about myself. Now I'm in my 30s, which is crazy, but like the directing aspect is like really fun for me. Like putting the pieces of the puzzle together in my mind, which yes. is really weird. I like I'm, yeah. And I don't think I'm like a super intellectual person, but I just love the puzzle. And oftentimes I, I love pre-production and thinking through it all and the development of the story and whether it's a real person or a completely narrative. Yeah. And then, and we'll talk more about story. I think that's what I love to talk about. But as soon as we're done filming the thing and I've seen it on the screen that we've got all the right pieces, yeah, yeah. I'm done. Like, I want to move on to the next thing. Really? I, I hate going through post-production. And yes. I hate, like, like I the just, fine it's tuning of it. Yes. To me, because it's like, I know it's there. We got the story. The pieces are there. It's going to be wonderful. I like making the puzzle pieces. Give it to somebody else to build the puzzle, in a way, that's yes. better than me. Just helping people understand and communicate an idea yeah. so that it sticks. Yes. So that it feels... I literally just want to make people cry after like witnessing something, you know. I think why I've landed in film production stuff is that it's human. Yeah. I love that aspect of it, but it's all about communicating an idea. It's all about and then, you know, buzzword story. I love both, you know, telling a real story uh, something that's like more documentary style, mm -hmm. real people, stuff like that. But then also narrative, like let's make it up. Yes, you know, totally. That's that's equally as fun for me. Okay, so how do you? I mean, in such, you you said a minute ago, like the story being a buzzword. Like, what are there characteristics that come to mind that make a good story that you're always looking for? Oh, for sure. Rule number one is your plot of your story. Yeah. And thinking, like, what's going to drive the plot. And whether it's real or made up, you're looking for your character or your person. Like, you want to know what's the one thing in the world they want the most. What is it? Yes. They've got to have. And then from that point, you ask yourself, what is stopping that from happening? What's the obstacle in the way? Yes. So you pull on that as hard as you can, yeah. you know, to 
to build the conflict. Yes. So that, that, that's the thing that you have to look for and establish. And the stronger that that, that connection is, yeah. uh, the better story you're going to have. So are you like constantly looking for conflict? Sometimes it feels like, oh, we're manipulating this. Yeah, yeah. But you, you can't. Like, you got to look at all of the true facts and, like, kind of build it. But it's the, opposite of, it's the opposite of science where you're like, start with a hypothesis and, and let's, let's put these things together and see where it ends. No, that's not the right area. Yeah. And, and you keep experimenting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd experiment forever to find the right ending. So, uh, so I'm always working backwards. Where do we want to end? So I know the, the resolution. So now I just want to figure out what's the strongest conflict in that. Man, that is... Man, okay, I think you just I think you just opened up like a big weakness of mine. Dude, I think too uh, I think too analytically. Like you're talking about you're talking about the hypothesis and like the math behind it, and I really I have a big weakness of whether it's music or writing, I've been trying to uh, get dive more into like writing stories or telling them with the podcast. I'm always looking for the uh, the analytical do this, do this, and then this is the next thing, and then you get a great story at the end of it. But you were just saying, like, it's not how it works. You don't just, you don't have, like, an outline, and then we need this shot, and then we need to do this, and then do this, and then you'll have, like, emotional connection. So, yeah. so is it, how much of it is, how much of it can it be learned for you? Like, how much of this whole story deal is learned, and how much do you attribute to just being, like, following your own emotions and just being a natural thing? You just have to take a step back and look at just what's human, like yeah. what is relatable. Like yeah, yeah. everything in a story, like should be inspired by like a person or a character's actions. Like that's yes, or like their reactions to a situation that they're in. Like it's mm -hmm. real stuff. It's mm -hmm. if it sucks for that person, it sucks for the whole audience. Yes, you know. Or if can you celebrate with them? Yeah, you know, you're not trying to like manipulate or anything like that, but you yeah. just want you want someone watching this or listening to this to go along the journey and care about what's going to happen. You actually want to care that this person succeeds at the end, or that, or in a tragedy that they die at the end. Yes. You know, like yes. it doesn't matter. They, but they just want to feel it along the way. Yeah. Man, so do you, when you are talking a minute ago about working backwards, how does that play well, a role? Well, I mean, think about it, like, let's go, let's go really, really basic. So, and I love, I mean, this one, everybody knows this, but I love sharing it with someone, because like, it unlocks this idea of story yeah. a little bit easier yeah. thinking about. So you have your character, and the character is the prince, right? Mm -hmm. What does this character want beyond anything else in the world? The princess. Yeah. What's the one thing that's stopping that from happening? Mm -hmm. The dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dragon. Yeah. So, so what's got to happen? Like, the prince has to go fight the dragon. Like, yes. Destroy the dragon or get destroyed by the dragon. Yeah. One or the other. Yes. They're on this journey to yes. do that. And what's going to happen? Yes. You know, I really want to build out that plot and I mean it's tough because a lot of our pieces that we do they end at 30 seconds or <laughs> a minute <laughs> but you still like and I find this to be the most fun 
thing ever is still trying to pack all of that goodness in yes. that short of time. Yes. And so, you know, you have plot traditional, you have act one, act two, act three. Yes. But you have the setup, introduce your character, where do they live, all this stuff. But the main thing you're trying to just convey is what's that thing they want? What do they desire? Yes. And then right at the end of that act one is what's stopping that? Yes. What's preventing them from getting that? I'm pretty deep in the ignorant pool of like when it comes to the technical side of storytelling that you're saying. Oh, yeah. So when you say something like act one, act two, act three, yeah. what are the three acts? Okay. Act one is, I mean, so many different terms for it, I suppose, but like call it the setup. Okay. But it's basically you are introducing this world. And it can be anything. I mean, you could be living in outer space. Like, at that point, you could tell someone anything and they'll believe you. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's the beginning of the story. There's a tractor who's alive and loves to play with his calf. This is my son's favorite book ever. You just set up this wonderful life or whatever it is they love to do. Mm. or you, You can say anything you want. Yeah. You're setting it up. Yeah. Anything's on the table. And then right at the end of that is, but then. Yeah. All of a sudden, something came in and stopped that from happening. Yeah. Some conflict yeah. appeared. Yeah. And, and then that goes in act two. And act two is, is always the thing that we're on the journey for. Like, it's the biggest part of the That's thing. the main focus. Yeah, that's like... That's what you go to a movie for, Yeah, is the journey of yeah. Act 2. All right, what are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. You want play-by-play. Play. <laughs> yes. I want the action. Yes. So, like, you know, the setup, the hook right in the beginning sets up the desire and the conflict. Now you're in your seat for an hour watching yes. the journey. Yeah. That's Act 2. Yes. And it's all leading up to the final battle, the resolution, the whatever. Yes. So Act 2 is just keep raising the stakes. Make it more, make the audience care more and more and more yes. about their desire. Yeah. So that at the end, they actually care about what happens. Like if, if at the end your character dies and the audience is like, I don't care, whatever, yeah, good, yeah. die. <laughs> then you've just done a terrible job telling this story. Yes. You know, or that's kind of like a traditional thing. Yes. But still to take that idea of that structure and pack it into 30 seconds. Like, how is that possible? Yeah. But when you see it done, and you're working on something like that, it's is, do you have, like, like, do you have oh. an example of a, like, something recently that you saw that someone else did of a short 30-second thing where you thought, that is brilliant? Oh, absolutely. European commercials just kick butt in this arena. And they are so, so amazing. Like, the director's name is Martin Werner. And... He did a, like a series of commercial spots for Interflora, like flower company. Oh yeah, yeah. And they are like storytelling done. They're like minute spots, and there's no dialogue. It's just scenes, like, and you just watch these characters, and you just see how. Oh, it's just amazing. Like, yes. In one minute, they set up this whole thing. No talking, just. It's all intentional shots. Like every single shot, every single second is building on this story. Like when, when did you realize that story was the most important thing in what you do? 
was that pretty early on? Like when we were at like North Central, did you recognize even yeah. then? I mean, I I graduated with a communications degree. Oh. Like I kind of said before, like in graphic design or whatever, like I just love trying to communicate an idea. Yes. And sometimes you're selling something. Sometimes you're just trying to make some like love someone or or whatever. Like you just are trying to communicate an idea. And there's like so many ways to do that. Yeah. You know, but it all like, but in order to like make people actually care. Yes. It's like story has always been that way of doing it. Yes. Dude, that's so, okay, yeah. man, that is it. It's about conveying ideas. The medium matters, but you don't need to confine yourself in yeah. a box. Why couldn't I have thought this way <laughs> eight years ago? It's different for everybody. Like someone, uh, you know, asked me like, when you're done making something, do you like stand back and like say, wow, look what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never do. Yeah, yeah. And like, like, is there a point you're gonna reach and feel like, sweet, I'm gonna stand on this. Yeah. And, or like where you feel like success or you yeah, feel, yeah. and it's definitely like who I am. It's not for everybody, but for me, it, it it's like, no, like every little new thing I learn or every little journey I'm on, like that, that's entertaining for me. Yes. And like, I can have a, a lifetime of, let's try something new here. Yeah. Oh, this is, let's discover this little new way yes. of doing something. And like, to me, it's like so fulfilling. Yeah. And I am lucky enough to be able to do that for a living <laughs> of just like, oh, okay, video's the thing now. Not the thing now. I've been doing it for a very yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah. But like, this is the medium I'm working in with. The you news. know, like yeah. design, you know, whatever, all those things. But like, okay, I want to learn a new technique so I can convey this idea better or or whatever it's just these all these little learning yeah. experiences for me and that's not the same for everybody yeah. for me it's fulfilling yeah. for someone who wants to like achieve and, you know like yeah. that wouldn't be fulfilling with them yeah. that would be the grind and they would hate life feeling like they're grinding it out forever for nothing yes but for me it's like all those little things are like little not victories but just like it's like, hey, that was cool. And now yes. what's next? Like, uh, but it's all, it's all yeah. still within this idea of, it's all, I want to help communicate an idea. And I want to help sell something or to help have someone watch something and make them just feel great about life yes. or make them cry. Yeah. Make them laugh. Yeah. Man, I... Um, I what you said was just so crazy important because I feel like uh, and that's what that's what this whole conversation actually is about and the thought of like success maybe success is not the, an end result maybe it's the journey maybe the story isn't uh, maybe the movie isn't the final act three I mean, it's the journey it's your, that story your life is on. act two man <laughs> it's the journey. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that is so heavy. What happens at the end, just let it happen. But <sighs> yeah, it's like your everyday choices of living simple or living oh, complex yes. or you know, trying something new, being brave to step out or whatever, yeah. Like oh. 
So are you are you good at that in everyday life? Okay, so we, I know we started talking about story, but this has turned into like more than just what we do for a living. It's like it's about uh, how do you define goals in life? Maybe do you have you always had that mindset of like success for me isn't out there? It's about the journey. Have you always been aware of that, or is that like a, something you have no. to remind yourself of? Yeah, I wasn't aware of that early on. It was like really confusing and difficult. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? And da da da. You know, oh, yeah. all those questions. Yeah. I, you know, I did a lot of like personality testing stuff, and yeah, my yeah. wife, you know, totally into that. She's amazing at it. But then also like huge life things happened with me, like you know, my son being born, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, I really want to spend a lot more time with him yeah. and my family. So I'm gonna make a big life decision and change. Yes my entire environment so that I can just be yes. around that. Like, oh, yeah. you know, as new things come up in life, like how do you react to that and change to that? And we have a very kind of slow pace, I think, compared to <laughs> other people, other friends and stuff. Yeah. So we think it through and just make it a decision and that's what we do and then keep going. I... I feel like that was just this whole thought of it's about the journey and maybe not the end and career stuff is so big and I wish I would have known that a while back uh, of you know as years ago of thinking like uh, I don't know I just I had goals of this is my goals in music right like touring I remember uh, a story I always tell is I remember uh, we were in Shanghai China with Owl City and I was in uh, my buddy Jasper I don't know if you've met Jasper uh, Gabe Hagen and we were you know and we were hanging out and I remember I had the craziest day and I they put us up in our own hotel room and I'm laying in bed by myself with this crazy view out my window and I realized oh this was awesome but Sarah's not here and Mm -hmm. I don't want to live my life with my goals only being able to be achieved if I'm doing something without Sarah. I don't want to only make money if I have to be on the road. Hmm. And I don't know, I just am thinking yeah. about everything you're saying is making me think of uh, just the awareness I've been having lately of it's not about a goal of getting the gig or getting the job, whatever it be. Yeah. It's just about the process. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you stay in that mindset? Now that you've become aware of it and you, uh, you're, you know it's about the journey. You, is it pretty easy for you to stay focused like that? Or do you have to remind yourself? I think, you know, sometimes the job isn't like <laughs> exactly on par with what you'd love to be doing necessarily. Yeah. But I think I still like, even with that said, I still approach everything with like the same amount of like excellence and like thoughtfulness yes. that I would do everything. and. Yeah. Like more often than not, the next step then is like elevated because of that, or like yes. Well, this is like not what I had in mind coming next, but hey, let me figure this out. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, because I spent the time figuring that out, now there's this crazy new opportunity I didn't yes. even think would be there, but yes. it's because I like kind of you know put the hard work in to yeah. understand how to do this one thing. Now I, can, I have this skill. Now I have the skill to use yes. somewhere else. And I mean that I I feel like I haven't like 
looked up in a while and see, you know, scan the horizon. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I just kind of, the slow pace and just like, not keeping my head down, but just like, keeping what I care about close to me, and like, taking it one step at a time a little bit. And I do love that. Life is Act Two. It's a journey, and Act Three is gonna come some point. But like. You have all the tools that you have to deal with Act Three when you get there. By right now, the present. What are you doing yes. in Act Two? Which seems, in our modern culture, uh, and I feel like that's it backwards in what everybody else does. Like, what's your ten-year plan? What's your what's the thing you're going for? And I know maybe maybe you're you're so. You're more yeah, intentional, so you probably have the 10 year My plan. life is different than how I reverse engineer a story for a <laughs> okay. job. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that with my life, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, how do you do that? Yeah. How? There, like, are no rules, really. Yes. You know, around yeah. your life, or the rules are too expansive to try to yes. work within that box. You know, if, mm-hmm. if what I've learned from what I do is that the journey takes you where you're gonna go like boy that's one way to live life then because the end result most likely likely could be exceptional if you're really thinking about what you care about Hey guys, this is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. It's pretty cool. You can click on it. You can see where these have done. If you want to go visit them, if you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at the Rob Morgan, whatever you, you, you know, the drill. All right. Enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, (laughs) I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast or else I'd have to tell you podcasting makes me thirsty and nothing quenches a podcast thirst whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast, nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness because it truly is made of more. That's all. Alright. That's it, thanks. I love that crap. All right. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. (laughs) Say the most random thing you can think of. Mm -hmm. Yell it. I got nothing. The only 
word I can think of is formaldehyde. Perfect.